What is up guys, welcome back to the Stoner Thoughts Podcast, and tonight, it's gonna be a pretty simple, pretty chill night, you know, I'm not going too crazy, not going too hard, we're gonna be smoking on this dizzy again, just because, right here, in the little closet office where I record these podcasts, you know, that, that sweet, sweet audio that you're hearing right now, by the way, is the Aesthetic Lo-Fi Mix for 2021 from Stomp's Playlist on YouTube Music, if you wanna listen to it, that's the name of it. Go ahead and check it out. It's literally a three-hour mix. And I've been listening to it on and off all day. Because, for me, one of the best things to do when you're smoking, when you're vibing, when you're doing this whole deal, is to just kind of like, you know, listen to some music, kick back, relax, vibe, throw on a YouTube video, do some cleaning. That's a, that's a fun thing to do when you're stoned. But you know what? There's a whole list of shit that's fun to do when you're high. And there's plenty of cool stoner tips out there in the world, too. So tonight's article comes to you from Helping Pot. And HelpingPot.com is the name of the website. And this article was published on February 28th, 2019 by a guy whose name just literally says Stoner. So you know what, dude? Let's get into it. Now, this is going to be 40-plus tips, tricks, and hacks for beginner stoners. So if you're advanced level, you're next level, maybe there's something in here you haven't seen or you haven't heard of. Maybe something cool, something new you can try. But I'm going to go ahead, take a sip of this Dr. Pepper, turn up the music for a second, and then in just a minute, we'll get into this. Alright guys, anyways, so let me get into it even more at this point, like, turn that music down just a little bit for reading the article. And it says on here, this guide is designed to show beginners 40 pro stoner tips and tricks that will help you enjoy your smoking sessions more and make more friends along the way. And you know what, let me kickstart this off with a couple of those little quick stories from when, like, I first started smoking. Number one, I didn't know that there was, like, I didn't know that there was, like, rules for when you're smoking weed like if you show up to a session and you bring weed and you're hanging out with friends and everybody's like mellow and chilling you're always gonna have like one or two people who are like you know what hey like let me get a hit of that and when i first started smoking i'd be like nah man you didn't pay for shit like you just showed up here like what makes you think i'm gonna let you smoke with me for free i'm so sorry to all my friends that i've done that to in the past oh facebook message but anyways like i don't know man like I just realized there's just so much that I didn't know when I first started smoking weed. Like, I didn't realize, like, hey, if no, if someone shows up to the session, they don't have anything, they don't bring anything. There's no need to be a dick about it. You can just kind of be like, all right, cool. Well, you know what? Like, I got you this time, but hopefully you get me next time. You know, there's always, like, different levels to, like, what you're willing to tolerate dealing with your friends while smoking. But don't ever be that guy that shows up with, like, a bag of fresh nugs. And tells all your friends, like, nah, fuck you, man. Like, you, you didn't bring shit. Like, <laughs> get out of here. I've done that, and I've done the whole, like, oh, I showed up and I paid for everything, so that means I get to smoke more than everybody else. Like, you know, yeah, if you show up and you bring your own bowls and stuff, like, you know, it's cool to pack yourself, like, the king bowl, the pro bowl, like, the this is my weed, so I'm getting more of it kind of bowl. Like, that's, that's one thing. But to be an absolute dickhead about everything, 
I mean, that's just not really cool. Like, I mean, it's just not nice. And I've been that guy a few times because I didn't know. I didn't realize when I first started smoking that it's, like, more of a communal thing. Like, everybody shares. Everybody brings their own. Everybody brings, like, a little bit to the session. Like, I thought that was how it worked. But it's, like, if you're the friend with weed and you show up, be, like, the chill guy. Because I tell you what, the love goes back around. But you also got to realize if you're constantly smoking out friends and people like that. That if the love's not coming back to you, maybe you need to find a new circle. Or maybe you just need to stick to smoking by yourself for a little bit. Because I tell you, if you are always smoking people out, if you're always the guy that's like, Oh yeah, like I got weed, let's smoke, let's smoke, let's meet up here, let's do this here. If you're always the only one bringing anything to a session, find a new circle, my guy. Or just stick to smoking by yourself. I mean, I know it's not as fun. But it's like, what, what, what? at the end of the day, what's worse? <clears throat> Basically losing all of your weed. Just to keep your friends, or having some of that good old skunk for yourself laying around. And I'm not saying be selfish with it, but I'm just saying, make sure you're getting out what you put in. Because if you're not, then you're always going to be running short on weed, you're going to run out, you're not going to have anything to smoke when you want to smoke. Like, And it's just like this endless pathway of like, this negative results that you just keep running into. So anyways... That's a couple of tips for me. Remember the economy. Remember to get, like, the love back to you. And I know I said I was going to start the article right now, so let's get through a few of these first, because this is a pretty long one. All right, guys. Number one, don't sit on the blunt or joint. All right, yep, 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 this is an honest-to-God one, because everybody, I think, has been there at one point where you've smoked maybe a couple bowls. You're sitting there, you know, you guys are smoking a blunt or something at the end of the day. Excuse me. One shot recordings and I'm drinking Dr. Pepper. Apologize for that. But like, sitting on the blunt, that means you tend to space out and tell a story while you're sitting there with it. And everybody in the circle is looking at you like, hey, bro, when are you going to pass that shit? And nine times out of fucking ten, the person that's holding the blunt or babysitting the blunt, oh, God, I just peeked the mic back again. Sorry, I need to like move this a little bit more. My apologies. But nine times out of ten, damn, this thing is really stuck. Sorry, I got this new mic stand, so I'm kind of dealing with whatever is going on here. But yeah, nine times out of ten, you're going to be sitting there and that guy's going to be telling his fucking story and sitting on the blunt for the entire night. And you're probably never going to be able to get another head out of it because this dude's just going to be so stuck on it. Staring around, telling stories, looking at everybody else. And it's like, there's a lot of people, it even says on here, people that are like, you know, some stoners are known for doing quite often. Just try to avoid when possible in order to not frustrate your pro stoner friends. Dude, every single time that I've smoked with a newbie or somebody who's like a rookie in the world of smoking weed, they either will like babysit the blunt for like literally like a fat fucking minute, or it gets to the point that like you're just staring at them and you're just like, hey, pass it, bro. Hey, pass. Come on, like it's going out or some shit like that. You don't even have to actually, like, let it get to the point that it's going out. It's just easier to tell them that and be like, Hey, dude, sharing is caring, and it's time that you gave a shit. Like, come on, let's go. Number two, prepare for cotton mouth. Guys, I will say it a million times if I have to. I know I've said it in a couple episodes already here on the podcast, but always have snacks and drinks at the ready if you're going to smoke like me. Uh, there is almost always, always... A big case of Dr. Pepper right on the other side of this wall next to the mini fridge. And there's always at least like four Dr. Peppers in there when I get home. 
Because I know if I sit down and start smoking, like taking my hands off the stizzy, just like so. Then there is always, at all times, 24-7, going to be a need to grab this Dr. Pepper. That's the can right there that you can hear. Because I know for a fact that, like, there's some people that go out and smoke. And they don't do what I refer to as the prep work. Now, the prep work. Allow me to explain. For example, three four nights ago, my older sister and I... Yeah, you're getting called out on the podcast, sis. If you hear this, I'm not sorry. But, like, you know, we wanted to smoke, like, we wanted to smoke a couple joints. You know, we picked up some pre-rolls, and we were just kind of hanging out in my mom's, vibing, and, you know, playing around with the kids and stuff. And after the kids go to bed, we're like, you know what, hey, probably be a good idea to have something, a little bit of smoke and, you know, chill, hang out for a bit. So the kids are in bed by, like, 8.30, 9 o'clock-ish. And, like, every, I think every parent that smokes knows it's like sometimes those kids snacks that you buy whether it's fruit snacks whether it's like pop tarts whether it's apples anything like that become your snacks and tonight like i grabbed an apple i'm sitting there with a little bag of like fucking i think it was teddy grams that like my kid had eaten he'd eaten like half of them and so i'm sitting there like you know what i'm not gonna throw them away so i'm just gonna eat them we go for a drive right we go hit up the 7-eleven and we, he literally didn't have any pizzas thought out because he was going to go ahead and make us a pizza. Because the homie works up there. I'm just going to go ahead and not say your actual name on here. But, like, we'll call you just my guy. Like, my guy is there at 7-Eleven. We're chilling. We're talking. We're bullshitting for a minute. We're talking about the new Call of Duty Zombies map, Outbreak. Like, the Free Roam Zombies map. And, like, I don't know. We're just bullshitting for a fat minute. But there's no pizza thought out, right? So... He literally sold, sold, sold us a frozen 7-Eleven pizza that we had to take home. Mind you, I also grabbed two monsters and, like, a big-ass double gulp from 7-Eleven, which is, like, a gallon of fucking soda. Exactly what I needed at 9 o'clock at night. I know, right? But I guess my whole point here is, if you're going to smoke... On a daily basis, and you know you're going to get the munchies, and you know you're going to get cotton mouth, you better be prepared for that shit. Number three, prepare for red eyes. <clears throat> and no, I ain't talking red eyes black dragon. This is not Yu-Gi-Oh! the trading card game podcast. Although, that would be pretty fucking cool. But, number three, prepare for red eyes. There are times when you're before, there's yeah, There's going to be times where we take a hit, then go to the bathroom, only see that your eyes are extremely red, making your eyes super noticeable. This can cause beginners to come become very paranoid when going anywhere in public. Man, just, like it says on here, grab some Visine. Grab some Clear Eyes. Always have something like that on you if you're going to be smoking and going out in public. Because you never know, man, like when you could get pulled over. And that cop's going to walk up. And he's going to see your eyes and look at your face. And see, you know, the container of goldfish in your center console sticking out. And there's no way you're walking away from that without getting at least a ticket for some bullshit. Like, you can always sit there and go, oh, I have allergies. And in my case, like, with how windy it's been with the Santa Ana winds blowing in here, down here in the valley, we're hitting into summertime. It's spring. So we're getting all these big windstorms and there's sand blowing all over the place. Yeah, my eyes get red because guess who has allergies? This dude. Like, that's also why my voice is kind of sounding sort of fucky lately. Because I've had this real bad, like, irritation in the back of my throat. Excuse me. 
I thought about it and then like I swallowed and it like kind of like made like something feel weird and I just instinctively sniffled. I don't know why I'm sorry. But like my eyes when it gets hit with the sand and pollen turn like about as red as this Dr. Pepper can. Like my eyes get like blood red because I get like what my my mom has called them a couple times as demon eyes. Like they literally turn so red that it looks like it's like their natural color. The only thing that sucks about this is if you see me on Instagram, if you see me on TikTok, you know I have very light colored eyes. My eyes are blue and green with like gold in the middle. It's actually I I've, I've always gotten the compliment like oh you have such pretty eyes. Yeah thanks, I know, but do you like my voice? Probably not. But like it gets to the point with like my eyes when they get red, it's it's super obvious because the contrast is there, and it's just not fun. So I've literally started carrying around clear eyes and visine in my backpack on a daily basis. Even when I go to work, disclaimer, not that I get high at work, but I have allergies. And when I'm going outside to change the trashes and shit and there's sand blowing in my eyes, I gotta have something to help me out with that dry eye, dude. Otherwise, I'm gonna be sitting there itching my eyes all night. You can give yourself styes, you can give yourself fucking infections, like all kinds of bad, nasty shit. Alright, anyways, guys, back into this. Number four, corner the damn bowl. God, yes, please, anybody, anybody that's learning how to smoke, you, my friend, need to learn how to corner your bowls, and, like, it gets to the point that, like, you can also cherry the bowl, which means it will continue to stay with as you pass it to the next person. Cornering the bowl conserves herb. It really does, dude, because if everybody's, like, roasting the entire fucking bowl, if everybody is just, like, cooking the shit out of this bowl, baking it to a crisp... Like, it's literally just gonna, like, burn through the bowl fast. You're not gonna enjoy it as much. It's not gonna taste as good when it gets, like, lower down. And you're just gonna be having, like, an overall bad fucking experience. Because you're gonna be sitting there just like, man, what the fuck? I just packed this bowl. And suddenly, all you're hitting is cashed ashes. Number five. Saving crumbs can come in handy. It's easy to brush excess weed off your lap or a rolling station weed if you have a lot of supply. But once you get to the bottom of the bag, you will quickly begin wishing you had been more sparing. You know, saving crumbs does make sense, especially if you're going to take those crumbs. And what I do, whenever I roll, I'll take whatever doesn't fit into whatever I'm rolling. And I'll put it into a separate jar that I have, a tinier jar that's like basically just for like holding leftovers and like if, you know, I smoke a bowl and I don't smoke all of it, I'll just kind of leave it in the bowl and, like, put something over the bowl. I have this little cap piece that fits fine. To kind of keep it a little bit fresher, because even then, like, you're going to pack bowls and you're not going to smoke the whole bowl right then and there. It's always best to either buy, like, a smaller bowl for when you're smoking with just yourself. Or pick up, like, you know, some, some rolling papers or something and roll a joint. And that brings us into the next one. Which is save roaches, they add up. If you have a smell-proof container, dude, definitely get a smell-proof container for this one. Because I tell you what, I've tried carrying around a half-smoked roach in, like, my pack pack of smokes or whatever with me when I was younger. Because one guy was like, oh, the smell of tobacco covers up the smell of weed. No, no, it does not cover it up well enough that you will not get noticed. Let me tell you this from first-hand fucking experience. Get a smell-proof container, like some Tupperware or something, like... And there's also this thing where it's like, many of your friends who smoke will also practice this. When you have enough, you can take all the roaches and wrap them. 
and create a grandfather blunt. Yeah, that's where you pinch out like five or six roaches and use it to fill like a blunt. When you're really, really broke and you really, really want to smoke, like trust me, you'll you'll wish you had some of these roaches. Mine, I smoke my joints almost all the way down to the filter. So it's like, if I'm going to save a joint, it needs to have at least like a quarter of it left. Otherwise, I'm the type of smoker who's just like, you know what? I could handle these next two hits. That was a hit off a stizzy, by the way, not a joint. But, like, you know what I mean. For the metaphor, you sit there and you you take those last few hits. You just embrace it and you're just kind of like, well, I probably shouldn't have done that. But you know what? Here we are. Let's get down to it. Number seven, don't wet lip the joint or the blunt. God, my guys, tell me about it. Who here, let me know somehow. Tell me on Instagram. Tell me, like, on here if there's a way for you to leave some kind of message for me. But tell me if you've ever smoked with somebody that gets the blunt wet. Oh, my God, it's the worst. Because then you'll sit there and you just have this wet, nasty mouth tip that you have to use. And some people will, like, try to wipe it off with their shirt and end up, like, you know, some, I've seen people break blunts trying to fucking get the wetness off the tip. The easiest way to do it is you just hold the tip, take a lighter, and kind of, like, breeze it around and turn the blunt in your hand. I wish you could see the hand motion I just made. Like, you, like, rotate the hand that's holding the blunt back and forth. You kind of roll it between your thumb and forefinger. You take the lighter and you kind of hold it against, like, the edge of, the, like, the back where you put your lips. Not long enough to light it on fire. And it's going to be hot for a sec, so hold off on, like, smoking it right away. But it, you basically, like, evaporate whoever's spit is on there. And it makes it so that you can actually, like, smoke it without having to be, like, you know, basically making out with your friend that's sitting right next to you. Number eight, stop, think, relax, and forget your paranoia. God, you know, we've all, we're all entitled to a brief moments of paranoia, but over time it becomes extremely annoying to deal with, with with one of your friends who constantly gets paranoid. Oftentimes, this leaves people no longer smoking with you. You know, I have had a few friends that get, like, super paranoid. I've gotten super paranoid, like, sorry, those, those P words, like, it really, my mic really, I need to get a pop filter for this mic, I apologize for that. But, like, there's a lot of people that I've smoked with that get super duper fucking paranoid. And it, a lot of times it'll just be like, well, I don't like that strain or I can't smoke that strain. So I'll smoke, like, two or three different fucking strains with somebody over the course of two months. Every single time we'll smoke, they'll get paranoid. A cop will drive by, like, halfway down the block, like, almost a quarter mile away. And they'll look at it and go, are they looking for us? I'm like, dude, we smoked like an hour ago. We're walking to McDonald's to get lunch. Well, yeah, but what, what if, what if, what if that cop somehow knows that we're high? Uh, trust me, that guy's not looking for you. He's probably actually going across the bridge to go deal with actual crime. Not coming over here to McDonald's where I'm getting my bacon, egg, and cheese. And you're being annoying as fuck. Like, it, it does lead to people not wanting to smoke with you. I also had another friend like this that whenever we would smoke and, like, go out and skateboard and shit... How do I even get into this one? He would literally, like, freeze at the sight of a cop or a security guard. Like, he would just look at him and be like, oh, guys, here's just a cop. And we'd be like, yeah, okay, cool, that's great. Let's walk the opposite direction of the police officer, please. Can we get away from the cop now? And he'll be like, oh, well, if we start walking away, we're going to get caught. I'm like, just let's go. Let's walk. And we'll walk. The cops never really followed us. The one time that I got super paranoid, like, oh man, I'll, I'll segue away from the article for a second and tell you this story, because it's actually a pretty funny one. So again, this involves the restaurant that I used to work at, and one night, 
I had rolled us a joint. My buddy had his like, or he had his pen. I had my pen on me. We'd be hitting our pen. We'd be hitting. We'd been hitting our pens that entire day. And then the end of the night comes. We smoke a joint with like two other people, have a couple of IPAs, and we're just kind of chilling and vibing. And when the produce order is done, when the orders and everything are complete, and it's time that we can finally like, you know, all right, cool, we're all done hanging out. Like we're gonna go our own ways and go home. I go jump on my bicycle, and I decide that, like, I'm not going to go down the main street that I used to take to get home, like, the shop, cut through the shopping district, go straight down the street there. At night, there was never anybody on the road, so I could just kind of ride down the middle of the street and not really have to worry about it. But, man, how do I even, like, begin this? I was way, number one, I was way too stoned to be riding a bike. I wasn't really drunk at the time, because, like, I had only had two IPAs, and they were, like, I think... 6.8 6.8 or like 7% per can. So not light, but not enough to really fuck me up at that point. Like, you know, I can hold my, decently hold my alcohol at this point in time. But like, still, there was something about that night that like I decided to take the back streets to get home, which were all super dark. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to ride up the hill a bit and cut through like this really fun part of the neighborhood. Because right next to where I worked was the infamous Highway 74 over here in Palm Springs. And so I hike up the hill a little bit, walking with my buddy, like, so he can get home. And, like, we're smoking cigarettes, we're joking around, you know, fucking, fucking around in the neighborhood, laughing all loud and shit. And he dips down the side street, because his house was right there, and I start, like, just jumping on my bike to go back down the hill and cut down this back street. Because going down even the bottom of Highway 74, you pick up a pretty good amount of speed. And then I bank that corner, and it literally, like, slingshots you and, like, accelerates you around this corner, just because it's another dip into a hill. And then it's like a 3.5 mile cruise of just pure downhill. Didn't have to pedal, dropped it into a low gear, and just kind of, you know, cruise through the back streets. Well, the shopping district place, which was literally like two main, like two, like not even two main roads, like two side roads down from where I was, because the street I was on ran parallel to this. They both ended out at the same back street that, like, kind of took you down, like, to where I lived. And it was, like, literally straight, and then you take make a left, and you go straight, and you were at my house. So I hit the left, hit the Circle K, grab a soda, and I'm leaving the Circle K. And, like, this whole time I'm riding down this back street, though, with no lights, no street lights. All it had was, like, a few apartment complexes, maybe. And, like, some porch lights and shit going. But, dude, I got so freaked the fuck out. That the entire time that I'm cruising down the road, I'm like, I think something's like following me in the dark. Like, I got like super uncomfortable, threw my headphones on, was just trying to kind of vibe and do my own thing, like completely ignore my surroundings. But the headphones freaked me out even worse because like, I don't know, like there was just something about not being able to hear around me. So I drop them off my ears and I'm sitting there just kind of listening to my music from like a third person perspective. It was just... Everything about this night was just sketchy, and I don't know why. Like, I'd never really gotten that paranoid before. But I was there at this point in time. Number nine. This is actually one of the things that I talked about for my personal stories. It's kind of cool that it's on this article. We all know that one guy that would never smoke up any of their friends in a million years, but every single time something's about to be rolled up, he finds his way into the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Like, make sure whatever you're putting out you're getting back because if the love is going around and being spread around by you like you and one other friend smoke with that one other friend but keep those other fuckers out of there because you know what if they're just constantly going to be mooching off of you make sure you tell them make sure you tell them straight to their face be like yo 
you're going to show up, you need to start, like, bringing up or, like, paying up. One of the two. Like, come on. Nobody gets to smoke for free here. Like, I don't get my shit for free, which means you don't get to smoke my shit for free. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like that. It, it, it's really like that. And I hate to say it because there's a few people out there that, like, are super chill to smoke with and awesome, like, people, good friends that I have. But when the people want to smoke and they never want to put in, that's when it becomes a problem. Because after so long, you don't want to smoke with those people anymore because you're like, man, you're kind of a dick. Like, it's it's just flat out like that. Like, and then they get pissed off because then you're like, oh, well, you don't want to smoke with me anymore. And it's like, no, I don't. Fuck you. Like, you know, you're not going to put in then don't expect to be put in. Like... Number 10, invest in a high-quality piece. You know, I can't preach this any more than I already have in my past videos. If you're going to buy a piece, go to Smoke Shop Videos Podcast. I just caught that. Sorry. If you're going to buy a piece, go to a shop. If you're going to invest in a piece and you're going to have a piece that you want to smoke for like a long, extended period of time, buy like if you're going to buy a pipe, buy something that's more like a heavier, more durable type of pipe. Like something that you feel like if you were going to like drop it on your desk, like if you had it in your hand, you dropped it like like this, like just from like maybe an inch or two up off the ground, the ground, the desk. Make sure it's something that's not going to break. Make sure it's something that, you know, you feel like you could like throw in your backpack for the day if you're going to be going on like a day trip or going on an adventure for a few days. Like you can go stay at the homie's house. Make sure you feel like it's something you're confident enough in that you're not going to like shatter it in your backpack when you set it down on the floor or if you toss it on a bed or something like that's that's just that's just all that it is. And it even says a few people have put in these things from their personal experiences. Burning our noses or fingers because a piece is too small. Been there. A piece breaking before you even use it. I've actually had that happen to me only once. And that is like, we bought like this $15 bong. And it was cheap, but we had another bong at home. We just wanted to pick up something small because we had friends coming over that night. Well, all the friends were packing bowls and smoking out of it just fine. And, you know, I, I didn't get to hit it yet because I had just gotten home from work. You know, I go and I grab, like, one of my joints that I had rolled earlier that morning, and, like, I grab one of those because I was like, oh, I want some sativa before I smoke your guys' indica because I want to enjoy the fucking night. So, they're shit and they're passing the bong around and stuff, and suddenly, like, somebody spills something, and the person with the bong slips, like, because they were standing up for some reason. I think they went to go get a drink, and they come back down to sit down, they slip, fall, the bong slams on the concrete. We had to clean up that and a bunch of weed, and, like, it was just all, all bad, like... It just happens. I read it. Thank you for that. And then another thing it says on here is impossible to clean smoking devices. Don't ever buy a pipe or anything like that. Like, there's a few of them out there that are just super small, super tight. You can't really get anything in to clean it. And you gotta, like, soak it in salt water and alcohol for, like, at least a couple days at a time to even be able to break up everything. You know, let it run under hot water, shake it, do that whole scenario of shaking it every couple minutes. It's just, it's a pain in the ass. Like, even if you have, like, a decent, like, actual pipe cleaner tool, not the pipe cleaners that you do, like, children's art with, but a legit, like, there's one that has, like, a metal prong on the end with a little, like, one end has, like, a scraper, like, it looks like the dental tool. The other end has, like, this, like, um, it's like a baby bottle brush for dishes. I don't know how better to describe it, like, a cup scrubber. But it's, like, super small, super fine, it bends, so you can kind of get it around the bowl, scrub it down really good and all that. And then pieces that have a very short lifespan, cheap pieces, Chinese glass, stuff that you'll find at smoke shops for like 10 to like 18 bucks. Nine times out of 10, if you're investing in one of these, like 
these cheap clear glass pieces or like something like that, like or like a bong that's like you know twenty or thirty bucks. Sometimes, sometimes you get lucky and you'll get like a nice one. But there's just some that like there's some that are made out of this shit glass that you're like you literally can't clean. The first time you smoke out of it, it stains it and it's stained forever. A lot of them have like nasty factory residues, so I'll say it before anybody else yells at me for it. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. If you're gonna smoke out of something, make sure when you first buy it, before you light up in it, that you wash that shit really, really well. Because if you don't wash it out really, really well, there could be factory residues, there could be dust in there, there could be glass particles, and you'd be smoking that on your first tokes out of this new piece. Number 11, don't cough in the bong. It's sad to admit, but we have all done this from time to time. Not, you know, I've done this a couple times just because someone has made, like, this says right here, someone has made me laugh while taking a hit. But I've never, like, coughed in it during, like, a serious session that we're all kind of vibing with. And it says right here, it's like, in some cases, when you start coughing, you have to worry about dropping the bong as you are coughing, which can cause it to break. Overall, this is an annoying and expensive mistake to make, and first-time stoners should look out for it. And you should. There's been a few times where I've hit, like, a bong-ass bong, like a big-ass bong, and I felt like I was going to cough, and my first instinct is, you hand it to the next person, hold your cough in, like, put your whole freaking hand in your mouth to stop it if you have to. Hand the bong to the guy next to you, and then let out your hit and cough your lungs out. Like, but try your hardest not to do it while it's either in your mouth or in your hand, because God forbid... Like, you could honestly, like, piss off a lot of people with that. Number 12, don't get your herb wet. Okay, it even says, like, this can be unhealthy for you to smoke, ruin your smoke experience, and make things impossible to light. Yep. Ah, watch out for Scooby Snacks. This is one of the best stoner tricks that we can teach you to look out for. A scooby is when you take a hit and accidentally inhale parts of the bowl pack itself. Uh, yeah. You can easily avoid this by learning how to tell when a bowl is kicked, and in my case I say cashed, and not hitting it after that. Another way to avoid this is also to purchase a screen. You know, if you're smoking on a pipe, the best way to put a screen in it is smoke like two or three bowls out of it maybe. Get that like fine layer of resin. And then take the screen, shove it down in there, and kind of like spin it, like either clockwise or counterclockwise as you're putting it in, because it'll grip that resin and hold the screen in even better. That way, sometimes even when you go to clean it the first time, you go to scrape it or something, the screen doesn't pull out, you know? Don't pass someone a cashed bowl. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Typically, you could easily tell a cashed bowl by its colors. Entirely black or even white, the chances are it is totally kicked. Cashed. If you're not sure, simply ask a friend who you were smoking with before they go to take a hit. This can prevent them from getting Scooby Snacks or just tasting disgusting hints. Man, like... I've gotten Scooby Snacks a few times off of, like, pipes with bigger holes in them and stuff like that. It's not a fun experience, and it kind of, like... It, it stings like a motherfucker. And I'm going through these a little faster, because I just realized there's 40 of them, and we're only on 15. And I've already been recording for about... What? 30 minutes. So we're going to speed up and kind of breeze through these now that I've had my like 10 hits of the Stizzy in one recording session. (laughs) 
Dr. Pepper ASMR. Number 15, don't just smoke and leave. Yeah, like, it even says the first thing is sometimes you'll be invited to a smoking session while on the run. Simply explain to your friends that you must go right afterwards or just don't show up at all. Smoking is one of the best ways to form bonds with people. That's the next sentence. And you know what? That is facts. Like I said before, me and my housemate, we literally became like best friends and we smoked together all the fucking time. We have like zero issues between us. We have zero like qualms in our friendship. We don't really argue. There's a few things that we like, you know, agree to disagree upon, but that's just, that's just it. Like we smoke and we have friends over, I have friends over all the time that hang out and kick it with us and smoke and eat and have a good old time, listen to music, watch movies, play games. If you're going to smoke and then leave, like, at least tell the person you're coming to smoke with, like, hey, I'm coming for the session and then, like, I got to dip, dude. Like, I got to get to work or, like, I got to go watch my kid or I got to go do laundry. Like, anything. You can say literally anything to me and I'll be like, cool, come through. We'll smoke and then you can leave. You know. Try to avoid smoking alone if possible. Okay. This pro sonar tip, I kind of disagree with. My personal views on this is, if you're going to smoke by yourself, smoke by yourself to purely enjoy smoking by yourself. Like, what happened to my music? Ah, there we go. I guess there was a dead space in that song. Okay. Sorry about that. But, if you can smoke alone... And you can enjoy it, and you can kind of vibe, and just go with your night, and enjoy whatever the hell you're doing. Like, that's it. That's one thing. And it says, for a beginner stoner, yeah, I would say if you're a beginner, smoking by yourself can be kind of scary. So, like, try to do what you can to enjoy things. Like, enjoy smoking and doing what you're going to be doing, no matter what it is you are doing. If you like smoking with people, smoke with people. If you want to smoke by yourself at the end of the night... To all the beginners out there, the ones who are susceptible to paranoia and, like, getting stupid high without realizing it, just be careful. Know your limits. Play within it. Number 17. Prepare. Have snacks at the ready. Again, do this. Have snacks. Go buy your snacks and get your drinks before you get into the session. Because, man, I will tell you once if I have to tell you a million freaking times... You do not want to be caught without munchies at the end of the night. Like, you're going to get hungry. You're going to want chocolate. You're going to want freaking cheese. I'm looking at this picture they have on here. It's got just about everything I have in the candy aisle at, a gas, at my gas station. Like, it's ridiculous. By the way, I'm going to spark up this candle. Same one I talked about yesterday, by the way. From my sister, Cheyenne Parker, is coming the Manning Candle Company. I think my brother's getting into making some, too. He sent me a picture of a couple today. And again, follow them on Instagram at... M-A-N-N-I-N-G-C-A-N-D-L-E-C-O-M-P-A-N-Y. Manning Candle Company. And you can also follow my sister, Cheyenne Parker. And hey, go follow me. Check out some of my posts with their candles in it. At Lee Nikki. That's at L-E-E-N-I-K-Y on Instagram. And, okay. Anyways, yeah. Prepare your snacks. Have everything done. Like, pack some snacks. You may look like a nerd opening up your backpack and pulling out snacks. But I promise you, once you get to that point, all your stoner friends will be saying, I wish I thought about that by the end of the session. That is facts. I have shown up to sessions and brought my own snacks before. And every single time that you whip out Rice Krispie Treats, there's that one fucker that looks at you that you're smoking with in the circle who's like, Hey, can I, uh, can I get one of those? I didn't bring any snacks. And you're just like, bro, yo, 
Have a Rice Krispie, my guy. God, I peek the mic every time that, like, a K, a C, or a P sound comes out when I'm too close to it. I'm sorry, I should really just stop getting close to the mic. Number 18, learn some great, learn some great ways to conserve your stash. Alright, avoid smoking blunts, corner your bowls, create a gravity bong. Smoke, like, one or two bongs at a time. Tip, learn how to make homemade smoking devices. Check out this guide. Oh, there's a link. I'm not going to tap on that. We got to keep breezing through here. 19, don't forget the smell. Yeah, I mean, the best way... There's, like, a kit that they literally make and they sell at a couple of smoke shops that I've seen out here in California where it's got cologne, it's got gum, it's got, like, like a pack of Mentos in it, scented lotion, like, spray for your car... Like, but for me, dude, if, if you're going to be one of those high school potheads, don't be what we were. Don't be, like, complete assholes or do douchebags about it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, when we used to smoke in high school, I don't understand how the fuck we didn't get caught nine times out of ten. Because we would always come into school reeking, like, cigarettes and axe. Because we would, like, blow the cigarette smoke on ourselves to cover up the smell of weed. And then, like, one of our buddies would always pull out a can of axe body spray to be like, hey, spray up, spray up. I got to the point that I realized women's perfume actually works a lot better than Axe Body Spray. And specifically, Victoria's Secret perf Perfume. And, you know, another thing you can do, too, is carry dryer sheets with you. Because guess what? If you're going to carry dryer sheets and you're not wanting to, like, smell like weed when you exhale and you don't want to risk getting the smoke out in the air, dryer sheets and a paper towel tube. Hold the joint far, like... Extend your arm all the way out with the joint facing straight up if you don't want to get, like, the smell of the smoke on your hands. But when you exhale, exhale through the dryer tube. Stuff, like, two or three dryer sheets in there, and when you exhale it, the smoke will not have, like, a smell. It'll just smell like laundry or some shit. Like, this is this is one of the ancient, the ancient tomes, the ancient, like, stoner hacks that we used to use all the time when we were kids. But some of the best things you can carry on you are, okay, cool, cologne, hand sanitizer, gum, breath mints, lotion, and a change of clothes. Yeah, don't be, don't, don't be that guy that, like, shows up to the session and leaves and gets you and your homies caught in public because you smell like weed. Because that's, like, a very, like, you look at each other and you're like, do I smell like weed? As, as an adult, I really don't give a shit. If people make a comment like, oh, you smell like weed, I'll just be like, yeah, that's because I smoked, like, you know, an hour or two ago. But, you know, fuck off. You're not a cop. Walmart, you know, I go roll to Walmart to buy shit when I'm stoned and, like, people always give me super dirty looks. But I'm just like, hey, how's it going? Again, disclaimer, I don't encourage you guys to do any illegal or dumb shit. My stories and jokes that I tell are simply to entertain, not a how-to guide to do anything. So please, don't try to sue me. It will not end well for anybody involved. Number 20, stop burning your fingers or dropping blunts. Get a roach clip. Get a roach clip. If you don't know what a roach clip is, Google it. Go on Amazon. There's all kinds of different ones you can get. Just start carrying a roach clip. Because if you're going to be smoking joints that are straight up rolled all the way down, no filter, get a roach clip, dude. You can smoke it almost all the way down nine times out of ten. Like, you can even make one out of something like a paper clip or a chip bag clip. Like, it works. Trust me. 21, make an awesome playlist. All right. Alright, you gotta have the playlist, you gotta have the music, you gotta carry a vibe through. For me, it's shit like this, like, it's shit like this lo-fi, it's shit like, you know, beats, or like, you know, zone-out music. Uh, other than that, it's basically, my playlist goes all the way from low-pop, lo-fi, hip-hop. God, I keep popping every time I do hip-hop. Okay, I could say it that time without it doing it, I gotta back up a bit. 
Sorry, I'm still figuring out this new mic and how touchy it is and how sensitive it is to certain things, so my bad. So my playlist basically ranges from lo-fi hip-hop, punk rock, all the way down to, like, you know, country music. I'm talking Jason Aldean, Toby Keith, like, Margaritaville-style shit. You know, I, I fucking love some... There's, there's a shitload of country that I love. And some of my coworkers have called me out on being high at work simply for the fact that I'll go in the back when it's just me and my other coworker, whose name I'm not going to say. And she like she told me one day she goes, "I love country music," so I turned on the country music and we're out there singing. And I'm just like, absolutely getting into it. Like I'm on the I'm on that radio, like just like, yeah, man, this is fucking great. Like country music, you know. Nobody at work. I'm sure a few people know that I get stoned at work, or that I get stoned like before or after work. Disclaimer: Don't get high at work. Don't do it all the time. I'm not saying get stoned at work is like I get absolutely fucked up and can't function. I'm like, I take my lunch. I take like one or two hits off of a vape and like that's it. Or like, you know, there's the rare occasion where I'll, I'll like have like maybe a quarter of a joint left in a Ziploc baggie that I shove in my backpack and I'll grab it when I go to my lunch. Roll outside, smoke it out in the desert behind work real quick. Take my two or three hits off of it, smoke a cigarette. Cover up that weed smell real quick, and then I'll go back inside to work after my 30 minutes is up. And I'm already coming down from those two or three hits. But I tell you, man, dealing with the public makes me anxious as fuck. Like, I get super nervous sometimes when I'm at work. And it's like, you know, if there's one way to deal with anxiety, it's my it's it's my cannabis, man. It's like, it makes it all better. Like, it, it eases the depression, helps with the achy muscles and back pain. And, you know, the arthritis in my knee, that's a bitch. I don't know if I told you. I, I'm pretty sure I've told you guys. I used to skateboard like a shitload. I used to ride bikes. I used to always be walking everywhere. But uh, one day I got hit by a car on my way to school once in high school. My junior year, I want to say. And fucked my knee up. Like, I was in an immobilizer brace for like three weeks. When the dude popped my knee back into place, it sounded like a gunshot going off in my head. Like, by the way, the amount of pain from him relocating your kneecap. Felt bad. Did not like that at all. Like, dude, it's literally, he went one, two, and I was like, okay, he's gonna do it on three. And he goes, D it never hit three. It went one, two, pull, pop, crack. Like this, like, like my knee locking back into place. I cried like a bitch. Like a bitch. I mean, and, and you know what? I feel like it was warranted. Because that is the most pain I've ever been in in my entire fucking life. But, like, you know, I, so I smoke weed because it helps with, you know, the arthritis in the knee when it gets cold outside and I can't really, like, my leg will lock up on me, like, for some reason, you know, I put the CBD lotion on it and I use a little bit of cannabis, like, cannabis oil and stuff, I've tried all that before, but honestly, the best way for me to intake is just to smoke a little bit and then I get it, my body's not as achy, you know, it doesn't hurt as much, it feels better the rest of the day, even when you're not stoned and you're not feeling, like, the actual, like, psychedelic effects of it. It does help with, like, pain management and things like that. And it, it really just, like, makes me feel a whole hell of a lot better as I go throughout my day. Like, and I don't know if anybody else gets that or does that, but it's true. 22. Don't get into conspiracy theories. Yeah, let's not, because then you're going to spend hours on Google debating things with your friends. I know. I've been there. I've done it. It's not a fun place to be. Number 23. Clean your pieces frequently. I can't preach this one enough. Like, the taste is different. The flavor is different. If you're smoking one strain, 
And, you know, you go through that whole bag or jar or whatever you buy it in. And you get to the point that, like, oh, I'm ready to roll up another one. I'm ready to get into this one now. Like, you should definitely clean. I, I always clean my pieces between strains. But at least clean your piece, like, every couple months. Like, if you don't smoke, like, on a daily basis like I do and it doesn't really build up that much or, like, fuck up that much. Then I would highly recommend, like, at least clean your piece, like, once or twice a month. If you're smoking, like, on the regs. Or if you're smoking super heavy, clean it at least, like, once a week, dude. Even if you don't feel like you need to clean it, it's better to clean it and get some of that old resin and some of that old chems out of there. Before, like, either throwing another bowl in or throwing another strain in. Because I've seen what happens to some pipes when they just get so fucking disgusting. And it's super easy. Isopropyl alcohol, salt. Hot water. I use hot water in mine. A lot of people will say just alcohol and salt and shake it. I use a little bit of hot water in mine because I feel like the warming effect does something to it. Like breaks it down quicker or whatever. I'm not going to debate this. It's just how I do it. You can have your way to do it. Tell me I'm wrong. Let me know. I'm still going to do it anyways, but just let me know how you feel about it. 24. Know what temperature to smoke at. For people smoking pipes, bongs, joints, this is not something you want to worry about. However... For those of you who are smoking dabs or smoking using a torch, it's important to understand what temps are safe to smoke at. Yeah, be careful. Temps can lead, temps that are too high can lead to damage to a mouth, tongue, lungs, and throat. They can also make for a messy experience. Yeah, not to mention, if you've ever taken too hot of a dab, it is the worst experience and the worst hell you'll ever go through in your entire life. 25. Try to avoid the crossfade. If you're attending a party, the opportunity will probably present itself to smoke and drink at the same time. Typically, we advise beginners to stay away from making the two in what is commonly called the crossfade. Well, it can be extremely fun at first, it leads to dizziness, headaches, blackouts, vomiting, and overall bad time. Yeah, and it even says at the end here, if you do mix them, smoke first, then drink. I will always smoke and then drink because, well, not that I drink anymore, but like when I did, I would always smoke first because one, it was just so much easier to like enjoy the beer after I already had like cotton mouth and was like thirsty and number two I didn't care as much about the flavor of it when I was absolutely high I just cared about having something to drink and something that it made me feel good 26 try to avoid driving if possible for newbies don't drive while you're high if you're stoned for the first few times you think you can handle it you think you can drive I've seen too many people get into like bad car accidents when stoned because Again, they're rookies, and it's like their first time, and they're just getting into it. They're just starting this all up. Like, just don't don't smoke and drive if you're not, like, at least, like, pro level. Like, not pro level, but, like, if you're a regular smoker, you've been smoking for a couple years, then I trust people to drive. But, like, like, if I'm getting into a car with someone that's never smoked before, and they're like, oh, I'm high as fuck right now. I don't know if I can do this. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Park the car. Let's go inside. You can take a nap. Like, I'll play some Warzone. You take a nap on the bed, and then we'll go drive and get some food. Keep everything on the low. Look, while you're a first-time stoner, it's super cool to enjoy a new environment and meet new people, but you need to keep everything on the low. You can't just run around telling people how you smoked with so-and-so yesterday, how you guys went on this adventure while high. Keep this thing kind of thing down to a minimum, as it can easily offend some of your long-term stoner friends. Oftentimes, the knowledge that they smoke can give people a bad impression about them, even though there is no reason to have such an impression. Yeah, you know what? I tell my stories on here, but again, that's why I block out people's names. That's why I don't talk, like, bad about any of my uh, old friends. Like, and it's true. When you're a rookie, 
don't run around bragging about how you just smoke with somebody. Like someone that you work with could be the person that lets you smoke with them. A good friend of yours could be someone that you let smoke with them. But when you're just starting out, keep it low key. Because if you get too crazy with it and you get too like up in it, you can seriously cause some problems and start some shit for people that you probably don't want to cause problems or start shit with. Like, it could be good friends, it could be long-term friends, it could be a really good relationship, and guess what? You just fucked it up by calling them out. And, you know, your boss has now caught on to the fact that, like, you're out there smoking weed on your lunch. Like, keep it on the low. Keep it on the regs. Like, don't be getting too crazy. Number 28, avoid smoking in public. Okay, but I remember back when we had to smoke in public and, like, sneak out behind, like, a Del Taco at 2 o'clock in the morning before grabbing the last four bean and cheese burritos that they were going to put out for the night. Wow, what the hell just happened to my mic? I'm sorry. It's doing that thing again. Yeah, don't smoke in public if you're, like, a rookie. I mean, we used to, but that's because we had no other choice. We'd go to the park and shit and smoke all the time. But, like, again, it's it's leading back into the paranoia thing. I think whoever wrote this article has, like, had bad experiences with paranoia before. Because it keeps going out into that. Like, and it even says if you must smoke in public, you should definitely consider investing in an easy-to-conceal piece. Yeah, you'd probably want something like a sneak-a-toke or like a flip-out pipe or something that you can collapse down and like shove in your shoe. Because nine times out of ten, if you get even stopped by the cops, they're not going to search your shoes. I think you'd be okay. Number 29, smell-proof containers will change your life. I agree. You already know what that means. It means it's a container that you can't smell anything that's inside of it from the outside. You know, get, like, your stash is going to smell pretty bad. Whether traveling with it, hiding in your house, or bringing it to a friend's house, you want to try to contain the smell. Okay, yeah. Like, purchasing a smell-proof container is extremely cheap, and this is a guaranteed way to make sure your staff is safe. Staff? Your stash is safe. Number 30, stealing lighters. We all do it. Every stoner, myself included, I think at one point or another, has stolen the homie's lighter, put it in your pocket, and you have walked out without even saying goodbye. Like... Everybody, when you're passing around, pa- can I talk now, Mike? Okay, cool. Sorry. See, I, I see when I peek it, and I apologize because that's probably like fucking up your ears. But when you're passing around a lighter at a party, and there's like four or five people smoking, there's like two or three people that got bowls going. You know, you got a joint going, you got a blunt being passed around that just keeps going out because people are stupid. Like, if you're a newbie, like. Try not to steal too many people's lighters. It happens every now and then with me and other people, but, like, it used to happen way more, and, like, people always knew that it was either me or this one other friend that we smoked with because we always had a fucking lighter, or two or three, and, like, it's just bad. Don't, don't be that guy. Don't, don't, don't fix somebody. Like, don't be the tool using torches on joints. Okay, we all found that one friend who, if they could, they would like to, they would like, they would like matches with a blowtorch. Look, it's cool, we get it. You have a blowtorch. <laughs> I don't understand why people use torch lighters on, like, bowls and dab, and, like, not bowls and dab breaks. Dab breaks are supposed to use a torch, but, like, I don't understand why somebody lights a, lights a fucking joint with a torch. Or people that burn the, in- really? Or people that burn the entire bowl with a torch right when they're hitting it for the first time. You're wasting it. It's going to taste like shit. If you heat your piece too, you too hot too quickly, you can burn your piece. You can burn yourself, like. 32, use hemp wire, use hemp twine to light up. It's literally just a string of hemp that's woven together in order to allow stoners to light their bowls in a more natural way. Alright, yeah, it keeps the butane and all the bad stuff that's in big lighters out. Number 33, always put the bong in a safe spot. You'll learn this the hard way at least twice. 
at least twice, to always have, like, a tray or, like, some special spot where you put your piece that's, like, if even if it tips over or rolls slightly or whatever, if it's a pipe sitting on a table, like a tabletop on top of a dresser like mine is right now, I keep all my, like, three pipes on my rolling tray. I keep my bongs up here in the closet on the top shelf, but, like, way back against the wall with a blanket in front of them so that even if there is an earthquake, like before, when my first bone, my, my last, like, really nice pipe broke, it's that way, even if they tip and fall, it's still just going to be, like, them hitting a blanket. And it even says on here, you could be the victim of this rookie mistake and follow this pro stoner tip to save yourself a lot of frustration. It's true. If you've never broken a bong yet, I promise, throughout your smoking career, like I said, it's going to happen at least twice. Number 34, don't smoke before important events. I beg to differ. I think you should smoke before every event. Just kidding, if I smoke before my wedding, whatever girl I'm marrying will probably kill me. But you know what, I might need to in order to be able to say vows and put a ring on a finger. But, like, smoking before an important event is a great way to absolutely ruin both your smoking experience and the event at the same time. It makes for a very enjoyable experience overall. It can ruin relationships and events altogether. You know, if it's a job interview, yeah, don't smoke before that. But if it's like, you know, if you're going to, like, the in-law's house for a weekend, I, you know what? I'll get as stoned as I gotta be to deal with any of that shit. Been there, done that. But, like, honest to God, if you're gonna smoke before an important event, make sure it's an important event that you can handle high. And if you're a rookie, don't smoke before any important events until you've got enough, like, tolerance in your system to kind of be able to be like, okay, I'm a little high. I need to come down. I'm gonna go grab a bottle of water on my way to this event and some snacks. You know, like, maybe hit, like, uh, zero nicotine vape or something at some point to kind of like get, take the edge off of the weed. Like, you know, there's certain things that you learn along the way, like the tricks, the tips and all that, that you just kind of adapt to as they come to you. Number 35, sports and activities can be awesome. Yes. I'm showing a picture of two dudes playing hockey. I would never try to play hockey stone because I'm too scared that I would fall and like an ice skate would like slice my hand off. Only because I've seen that. And if you like B horror movies and shit, but, like, the, my favorite thing to do when we were younger was to get stoned and just go on bike rides. Like, I'd go to Circle K and get a drink, go ride down El Paseo and hit all the Poke stops while playing some Pokemon Go. Like, go to the park, skateboard around, and just kind of, like, go sit on the hill and just look at shit, take pictures of, like, cool plants and flowers and, like, you know, just vibe. Just kind of, like, do a thing and go be a thing. Like, become part of something. Become, like... Be out there. Be putting your energy out there. Don't be, like, hiding on the couch watching Lord of the Rings. But you know what? I've done both, so I can't really uh, be a hypocrite in this situation. Concentration goes out the window. But if you've just smoked, don't even bother trying to do homework, study, or anything that's on the more productive and intellectual side of things. What? Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Persona. <laughs> podcast. Oh man, that's a prime example why right there. Like I just like basically breathed into the mic. Oh god. At the end of the day, unless you're focusing on something extremely arti- artistic or a puzzle, chances are you will not be able to perform at the level you can once sober. I can't record this sober because I get such bad anxiety. I'll be sitting here like, hey, hey guys, um, welcome to today. We're gonna be reading this this article over here. Like I get like. 
I freak out. I'm like, oh, is my voice sound okay? Should I turn the bass up? Do I need to make myself sound, like, older? Do I need to edit my voice? Like, how much is, is the mic set up? Is everything recording properly? Is my monitor feedbacking? What happened to my music? Why is my music so quiet? Okay, that should be a good music level. I'll constantly be clicking the adjustment, like, knobs on my fucking iPhone to adjust the background music. Like, actually, it is kind of loud. But, like... That's the thing. Like, I can only, like, sit here, vibe out, read these articles, and record and tell you these stories when I'm high. Because if I even tried to tell you this shit, this, 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 this shit sober, I wouldn't be able to talk. I would just be sitting here like, hey, guys, welcome. I hope you like my, uh, my podcast. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, it's real swell that you're here today. I would be just, like, I would be like that. I would sound like an absolute little bitch, like... Um, today I'm gonna tell you about me smoking weed with my friends and, uh, my friend being, uh, complete, uh, the complete douchebag who, uh, we used to, uh, be really, really mean and we wouldn't share the Xbox when it was my turn to play, play Halo and, uh, you know, I'd be like that. I'd be just like this quiet, like whiny little guy. Like I didn't, I wouldn't have the same energy. I wouldn't have the same volume in my voice. I wouldn't have the same, like, Hey guys, what's up? Stoner Thoughts coming at you today. Like, let's read this article, and let's go ahead and go into the next freaking thing on this article. Number 37, have a plan going into the smoke sesh. Always have a plan. If you don't have a plan and you're winging it for the adventure of it, good luck, number one. Number two, like, just make sure it's something you can all handle. And there you go. Like, one way to avoid this entirely is to plan out your smoke sesh, have a safe spot, snacks pack, and a few activities that you and your friends plan on doing. Not only this will greatly improve your smoking experience, but also like meet new people and create lasting experiences with them. Weed is the number one thing that I've made so many friends, like, through. And number one about it has got to be the fact that, like, got to be the fact that I just absolutely, like, love the... F- the friendliness of cannabis, like, the experience that you get from being with other people who are into it, being around other people that can smoke, and being, like, able to share with them and, like, show them, like, oh, this is what I've got, this is my strain, like, what do you think, what do you got, what do you smoke, like, what, like, you know, then you can sit down and have conversations like that with people, and every single time you ask a stoner what they're smoking, if you're smoking with them in a session, nine times out of ten, they get, like, super excited, they're like, oh, dude, let me show you this, I got this piece, and I'm gonna be smoking this weed, and it's testing at this percentage, and, like, it's got this flavor to it, and, you know, I put, like, orange peel in with it for, like, 30 minutes earlier today to give it this bomb-ass citrus flavor, like, you know, it's, it's shit like that, that little things, those little tips that people give you, and then you, they get excited about, and then you make friends, and then you can plan sessions, you can plan trips, you can plan, like, Oh, um, we're going to go out to, like, you know, Big Bear this weekend, and, you know, we're going to pack, like, a blunt and take it up there with us, and we're going to smoke before we hit the slope, before we hit the slopes, you know? By the way, if you couldn't tell, that's personal experience. But, like, next tip. Got to finish up this episode. Number 38, don't mess up the, rota- ro- the rotation. Ruh-roh. Uh, don't mess up the rotation. If you fuck up the rotation, and this happens just about every single time that me and my two roommates, housemates, smoke together... We'll be sitting outside, and what my buddy does is he will sit in the middle, and we'll sit in, like, a straight line instead of sitting in a triangle as we should with three people. And we'll be passing it around, and, like, one person will hit it, another person will hit it, and then that person will hand it back to the person that just hit it. Because the homie's in the middle, and I'm like, yo, are you double dragging right now? And he'll be like, uh, no, as he's taking a hit before passing it to the person whose hit it is. 
And that's the one circle that I smoke with. The other circle, which is my mom, my sister, sometimes my like my older brother, and just you know, like the fam, like the the family family circle. Like my sister, she will hand it to me. I will smoke, and I will hand it back to her, and she will hand it to my mom. The problem is, my mom will hand it to me, and then I'll smoke it and hand it back to my sister. My sister will smoke it, and then she'll hand it to my mom. So the circle, it kind of corrects itself in some situations. Like, it just depends on who you're with. And then I'll hand it to my older brother sometimes when he's smoking, he'll smoke half a fucking joint before handing it to the next person. Number 39, be sure to repay people who smoke you out. Please, remember, if you're getting the love, give the love back. Super important. Like, the best thing, if you take anything out of this episode, take that out of it. If you're dishing it out, make sure you're getting it back. Number 40, forget about the phone. Oh, man, you know. See, back when I was, like, younger. When, like, Instagram and Snapchat and, like, Facebook were still, like, a new, kind of a new thing. And it wasn't as popular as it is now to, like, record yourself smoking on Snapchat and upload it. Like, back before you could, like, publish videos with, like, real, like, weed-based content in them. Back before, like, I wouldn't even be able to really do this podcast back then because it was pre-legalization. But when we did smoke, we always had a rule. Put the phones away. Like, you do not need to be smoking out of, like, smoking out there with us and be taking pictures and, like, you know, commenting on shit and posting shit and doing all this kind of shit. Like, there's a million different ways... That you can go about this. And like the number one way is. Go check out Man and Candle Company on on, on Instagram. You know I'm, I'm saying it again in here. I'm plugging them twice in this freaking episode. That's going to be at M-A-N-N-I-N-G-C-A-N-D-L-E-C-O-M-P-A-N-Y. Manning Candle Company. By the way. Go follow me on Instagram too. At Lee Nikki. L-E-N-I-K-Y. L-E-E-N-I-K-Y. If I could learn how to spell it, That'd be great. And you know what? While I'm here, by the way, this podcast also on Spotify. And those people listening on Spotify, hey, what's up? Thank you very much for being here. So, put the phone away. Don't be taking pictures. Don't be taking videos. Don't be posting your buddies on social media without their express written text message confirmed permission. Get, like, a screenshot of their signature sent to you by them. Like, if you have to take it to that level, then you have to take it to that level. I'm sorry you have to take it to that level, but sometimes you just have to take it to that level. You hear me? And just put the phone down. Make memories with your friends. Maybe take a picture or two. Just don't post it. Keep it for your own personal usage. And then the last part. Wrapping things up. Becoming a pro stoner. Alright. Well. It basically just says thanks for reading the art, the article. And when you are smoking with seasoned veterans. Be sure to follow these stoner tips and tricks. Yeah. Whatever. But like. It's always important. If you want to become, like, a level of stoner where it's like, oh, you already know how to handle yourself, you know how high you get, you know what to do, you know how to keep it low-key, you know how to get the vibe. Once you reach that level, you'll hit that level, and you'll know you're at that level, and you'll be like, alright, cool, I have this knowledge now. And anytime you smoke with somebody new for, like, the first couple times, or, like, like the first time that they're smoking... Sorry, I had to sniffle again. But, like... Always, always try to teach. Try to pass that knowledge down. Because the longer we keep this knowledge around, and the better we are at sharing these tips with, like, rookie stoners and beginners. 
like just the overall better I feel like it'll be for anybody that's like learning or like reading the reading this article or like listening to this podcast. Share the knowledge, share the love, make sure the love's coming back to you. I'm gonna close out on that one, guys. But I hope everybody has a good wake and bake session this morning. Please check me out. Go listen to the spot at the Spotify. <laughs> Go listen to this podcast on Spotify. Check it out on Anchor.fm. And by all means, guys. I will talk to everybody. I can't say I'll see you. I had to blow up that candle. I can't say I'll see you, but I can say I will talk to you guys on the next podcast. Have a great night. And enjoy this music for a minute and catch a vibe.